Welcome to Tracy Cochran's weekly guided meditation at the Hudson River Sangha. Tracy's teachings are given freely. If you'd like to support the teacher and the Sangha, please visit Tracy's website at tracycochran.org. There you'll find ways to donate, and any contribution will be welcome. Enjoy the guided meditation. Notice that whatever you might be feeling, it can be met with this intention to be very gentle and accepting. I'm in the middle of a very ordinary process they call a cold right now. And I'm noticing that it's possible to be with those symptoms with a certain kind of acceptance and ease. It's like this now. And it makes it a perfect night. In fact, every night is a perfect night to talk about this thing that's called mindfulness or presence. Presence. So I want to read the little poem I sent by Langston Hughes. Wave of sorrow, do not drown me now. I see the island still ahead somehow. I see the island and its sands are fair. Wave of sorrow, take me there. And it, it's a poem that really touches me, not just because I grew up in a place where there are a lot of islands in a river, but because it really touches something deep about presence. That a state can arise that is sorrow, like poem or pain or not knowing or anxiety. And presence is that capacity to be with it, with gentleness and allowing. It's an allowing attention that allows us to be carried so that we begin to see that the states that we fear or that seem so solid to us or so defining are actually fluid, changeable, containing all kinds of qualities that we don't suspect at first in our thinking. Even something is like a cold, which I at the moment can contain within a, a kind of quiet, something that's actually grounding. 
something that calls me to pay attention to small things. So, again and again, we come back together to sit down and turn our attention to the life in the body, to what might be coming up inside us, to our thinking, to our circumstances. And as we do this, we begin to develop a taste, a taste for an attention that is not strictly linked to what's happening, to what we're thinking, to what scares us, to our feelings or our symptoms or our sensations, no matter how dark or dense or unpleasant they seem to be. And uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic, about almost three years ago now, I recall sharing a story, and this is just a micro version of it, of suddenly being stranded by the side of a road in a van. My intention was to drive across country and especially to go sit with Tibetan Buddha's meditation master in Boulder. Instead, stranded, stranded in the middle of a cornfield that it stretched as far as the eye could see in rural Illinois. And one night I was stranded there for days and days, just living in the back of this rusty van. And one night, some of the locals in town, I was eating, my driving companion and I were eating at the local bar cafe. So we got to know these young people and invited us to go driving with them in a convertible. And I remember sitting in the back of this convertible, beholding the heavens. And for those of you who have never been in the Midwest of the United States, it's, 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 it is truly vast in every sense. The great American heartland. Anyway, I'm sitting in the back of the convertible. Above me, the cosmos. Around me, land stretching as far as the eye could see. And I remember these young guys just complaining. How will we ever get out of here? There's no escape. Speaking about it like it was this very confined place. And of course, uh, there are issues of jobs, of education, of connection, of conditioning that gives you the confidence to leave. But in, in that particular drive, I was also struck 
by how very much like them I was. It's like we're we're in a box that has no top on it. We're in these bodies, these hearts, these minds that are conditioned that we are so identified with. And all around us, vastness. And inside us, too, vastness. And we're talking about how can we escape or where should we go or what would be the, exactly the right conditions to set me free. That's what I was doing at that trip. And it was then that I had my first taste that this thing called presence, mindfulness, call it what you will, this intelligence that I was seeking that had this property of compassion and ease was something that didn't have to do with my circumstances, with feeling good. I certainly didn't feel good on that trip. And I'm not 100% tonight. But it had something to do with seeing in this spacious and relaxed way. And just like those young people in the convertible seemed and seem to be somehow not connected to the vastness around them. That's, that was my state. That often is my state. We come here, we come to this practice seeking a deeper connection a deeper connection with our lives, a connection that is imbued with ease, with compassion, with spaciousness. And how do we find it? We begin every time just by sitting here and bringing a soft intention. Notice I said intention. A gentle intention to ourselves. My intention in the sitting that is about to begin is to be kind to myself, to my experience to be accepting of everything that comes up, to not cling or push away, but to just be with kindness, trusting that as I do this at moments, I may feel that that warmth of connection to the world, to life, 
that I'm so hungry for will appear in me. It is here. And this act of turning our kind attention towards ourselves, the whole of our experience, is that meeting that we seek. That being with life in a new way. So let's sit together for 20 minutes and let yourself be comfortable. Let that be an important instruction. Let yourself be upright, as upright as you can comfortably be without stress, so that you can take in a more complete experience of yourself. And let your eyes close. And just, just notice how you are today. Notice there is an awareness here that can take in an impression without thinking about it, without labeling. Just sensing. Notice that this attention inside softens you. It lets you be just like this. And notice that you can rest in this attention, this awareness, its stillness, and also attention. Not separate.
let everything happen, just noticing how it feels to let that be touched by accepting attention, caring attention. Sink into the life in the body. Letting yourself be seen. By an attention that's vast like the sky. And also gentle, accepting. Notice how it feels to remember that you're sitting with others who are just like you. Seeking presence, mindfulness, rest in stillness.
and notice that there's an aliveness here inside you and also between us, shared. Notice how it feels to treat even sorrow with gentleness, confusion with allowing, anger with caring. clinging, but being with, with attention. yourself come home to stillness, to the aliveness in the body, to an attention that's spacious and kind.
patient, gentle, Just be in stillness. Just let it carry you. Hold you.
And yet the poem was by Langston Hughes. So thanks to Mary Ellen for posting that text. And um, we have time now to, to share impressions and questions about practice or comments about it. So please feel free to speak. Hi, I'm just going to change this to gallery. Hi, um, I am um, just like five minutes before signing on tonight. I had just sort of a truckload of anxiety from someone sort of presented to me. And um, so struggling between my nature to figure out the solution to the problem that the anxiety is about and trying to uh, just accept the fact that I am feeling anxious. I'm feeling anxious. I have anxiety. Anxiety is in my chest. Um, and it, it just kept veering back and forth between trying to figure out a solution, big feeling the anxiety, a little bit of poor me, for having this happen. Again, this is a familiar um, exchange of anxiety with this person. And um, sometimes it's just so hard to get there. I mean, I was just kind of having some imagery of laying down of swords, you know? And there's the, the wonderful Rumi poem, um, Zero Circle, just about giving up. But it was really, really difficult to just try and find the place and the reason. <laughs> you, you know, I, 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 yeah, just that, that struggle between you want to feel better. You're not doing this just to keep on feeling the same way. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but I know it's not a solution-oriented practice. 
even though everybody wants to feel better. <laughs> so can you just talk about that? I can't. Let's talk about it together. Let's talk about it together. Um, of course, we all want to feel better. Of course we do. And even people, and Buddha did briefly, who undertake a practice forsaking all comfort and food, and they become wandering holy men. Even those people on a cellular level avoid discomfort. Our cells scoot away from it. We want to feel better. But the practice isn't so much about never mind feeling better as there's something else here. There's something else here. I had a moment um, uh, in practice just today, um, practicing in the morning, practicing midday. I'm not showing off. I'm just. Um, practicing. And uh, I had this moment of thinking, I can really handle thoughts, any thought that comes up, I can be with it. And then there will come up this feeling. It's like from a deeper place, here comes the dread. You know, it's like a crack in surfacing. Or in your case, here comes the anxiety. I've had plenty of that too. And I, I thought, well, this is quite a different animal. And uh, the practice is still the same. These feelings come up and we, uh, I'm speaking from my own experience, we feel instantly cut off when we have these feelings. It's like that embattled little fortress in a, in a strange and dark world and up comes a drawbridge and the windows are shuttered and we're alone with our terrible feeling. And the practice is, and for a long time, because words are so clumsy and even the practice, it can feel this way. It feels like we're being invited to just really endure these really crappy feelings. I said just endure them. But, but the truth, Mary Helen, is that, that as we go in a moment, Again, stressing moment that we can discover that right in this dense, dense state where it feels like you're nothing but anxiety, it's like all your other efforts to be free of it have are no avail. Here it is again, this dragon that just can't be defeated, and. The practice is discovering that you can be with that. And in a way, at first it feels like a little bit like the poem, it's sorrow, but it's gonna move. It's impermanent, not just in the sense of passage, but also in the sense of change. And I can be with this. 
and it's not just endurance, but like sunlight coming out in the midst of the storm. And I know, I know this, these are just words, and, but they're words that are pointing towards something real that we begin to discover that freedom isn't somewhere other than here. It, like I'm feeling awful, but in the future, I will feel free. We begin to discover that right now, right now, with anxiety or with a bad cold or whatever, with sorrow, there's also something else here. And you are that. So it's not like, you know, solve, don't solve. Um, it's not like denial. It's not like dissociating. It's like this gentle embrace that, that is happening in the midst of this feeling. It's, you know, I, words fail in a sense, but it's the same old practice. This, in a very real sense, this is a practice for bringing, allowing attention, spacious, loving attention to really crappy feelings <laughs> and, and inviting them, inviting them into the light of awareness so that these beautiful moments of presence and attention that we've all had by now where you just sink into the body can begin to be extended to, to everything that comes up. And so I guess, not to go on and on, the, the, the part that you could work with is, as a practice is noticing that there is a thought or a belief that comes up when the anxiety comes back, when the situation comes back. There's often an underlying feeling of finality or that this is like a life sentence or we'll, we'll come to some conclusion and take that belief, that conclusion and bring the gentleness and the spaciousness to that. Does that make sense? It's so interesting the way speaking to everybody, we all come to these these underlying beliefs. It's like we have the feelings and the thoughts that come from our conditioning, and then here comes a belief that we cling to. 
unwittingly, it can happen so quickly. That this is why I'm alone. This is what separates me from life, from happiness, from ease. It's like there's pain, and then almost instantly, this kind of shame or, or self um, sentencing. And this is what needs our love the most, our gentleness. Very gentle, even with a little humor sometimes, you know, just like the most loving gesture. And it can be really good medicine for all of us to know that we have so much company. This is how it feels to be human. Tracy, I was just going to say thanks for that um, and for this space. It's always feel so kind with all of you. Things can happen so quickly and take us off track. Early in the week, I was picked on by three teenage girls. They just knocked my head off uh, my hat off my head, and I gave them an earful. I just said, you know, that's not on. And if you're feeling having a hard time in life, you don't have to pick on people. It's hard enough, I said, it's hard enough living this life. <laughs> and at the end, I said to them, when you get to my age, you will wish you were nice and you will wish that people were nice to you back. They told me to F off, of course, but, but later on I felt bad because I, I'm 50, I'm going to be 53 and I was picking on 13 year old girls, but they were so mean. And you know, it's kind of like, how do you, I'm regulating my, nervous system and been trying to work for years almost 20 years and, and I get taken and what the heck you know try and be <laughs> less then I started to blame myself I, I thought was I walking in too confident away on the street was I looking too happy or content and I thought no there are people out there who are mean it's not about you and you talk about mindset, it's always, okay, it's my fault, it's my fault. So yeah. it, it knocked me off a bit, but um, I, I tried very quickly to, you know, come back to my body and say, well, actually, and did some Georgian singing at the weekend, that really filled my heart. Uh, and now he, today here, so thanks for every, thanks to everybody. You know, we, we all have the same wish and we're always working to, be better and oh well I mean, you know support and be kind to ourselves yeah that's the most basic yeah. thing yeah thanks thanks everyone and thank you don and also first of all yes kindness 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 relax be gentle with yourself something like what happened to you really hurt can really hurt your feelings and let that let that be so. And the gift of the practice is like softening and opening in a certain way, coming into this bigger view, big picture view. 
a big picture view. So you had this kind of collision with these girls and they were manifesting the way they were conditioned to manifest. And, and yeah, it sounds like you did a pretty good job of trying to communicate. And I would invite you to take a long and spacious view. Who knows? And, and the gift of the practice is that we begin to be able to love and embrace ourselves as human beings in this world full of forces. They're inside us, outside us. We get in the way of all kinds of forces. And you're human and lovable and acceptable. And someday, you never know, maybe you planted seeds so that those girls wake up at 25, or 35, or 53 and remember what they did and what you said and it will make their hearts twist in a way that will open them. You don't know. Someone actually said to me after my collision with someone who knocked me down and robbed me, who knows what effect you may have had <laughs> colliding with him. <laughs> and so it's like, it's not the beautiful thing about this practice. It's not about denying our pain or our hurt, or our shame, or our sense of separation that comes, or shame. But it's an invitation to see it as human, in, so that it becomes available to be held, to be cared for. This is how it feels to have my head knocked off and be insulted or to be knocked down or to be confronted again with something that makes me so anxious. This is how it feels. Can I meet this in a new way with compassion? with caring, with interest, with gentleness, and with great patience. And we're beginning to invite ourselves here inside our own hearts and even in the space so you can show up like you did, talk about it, Mary Ellen. I can show up with a cold or, you know, after getting knocked down. And just daring to be just as we are, vulnerable, undefended. That dropping the sword, dropping the knife, um, choose your weapon, <laughs> is another way to think about it is just, can I be with this in a gentle way right now? this crappy feeling or the feeling that I did it wrong or said it wrong or that thought stream. I've been working for 20 years. Can I be with that? It's, it's such a beautiful, infinitely expanding practice in giving up.
giving up our endless project of self-improvement. Give it up. Abandon it. No, self-perfection. No, improvement. Instead, turning this merciful or compassionate attention to what we are, especially in our pain and difficulty and confusion. And beginning to understand with, with a feeling of great friendliness that if you have that thought, here I am again, here I am again, you have so much company. And that is exactly the place to be. Come home, touch the earth, Meaning, be you, be humble, and be open to being seen by an attention that turns out to be compassionate, caring. such a relief to keep a don't know mind, just don't know. And one of my colleagues in Buddhism is a master who always just keep repeating, don't know, just don't know. <laughs> I can't do it justice tonight, but, but there's something about just that who knows what will come that begins to be a place of rest like sorrow leading us to the island be an island touch the earth of yourself Hey, Tracy. Yeah. Just a, a quick note, the stories and the the discussions tonight just remind me of our wonderful Rosalind, who uh, when we were in Terrytown, used to talk similarly about standing at the train stations with signs. And um, uh, uh, just the same you used to bring the same mentality <laughs> to that and the, and the kindness and the, her frustration over that and, and um, the bravery that went along with that. It just, just reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful. And he's um, Douglas is talking about a, a SOC member, uh, Roz Abrams, who was very special. And I think she's in Atlanta now. But we sent her met her. She was a newscaster in New York. 
anyway, so, um, it's true. It's just daring to be ourselves with kindness, humility, and interest is a practice. It's almost time to close, and um, I want to invite New York people to cut, if you wish, uh, come and sit with me at the Rubin Museum on February 16th. It's a Thursday, 1 to 1.45 p.m. If you wish, you have to go on the website and register. And it would be lovely to have some people there <laughs> to have you there. And um, now we take our seat to dedicate the merits of our practice. Putting our hands in our heart space. And using this moment to remind ourselves, all of us, of our basic goodness, our good hearts, manifested in so many ways, including coming here, our practice, expressing gratitude for the practice, for the teaching, for each other, and not trying to hoard it or keep it and use it to control, but to let it just shine through us and out of us in all directions where it may help heal, including ourselves. And we offer ourselves and all beings the wishes May we be safe and protected from harm and danger. May we be as well as we can be given our conditions and causes. May we be at ease no matter what's going on inside and outside, knowing that we're held in loving awareness, even when we can't feel it. And may all beings everywhere ultimately be free. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming here and practicing and sharing. And take very, very good care of yourself, all of you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you again soon. Bye-bye.